Hello and welcome to the Mastery the Minds podcast. My name is Jugger and I'm a current student just trying to spread some knowledge I've accumulated through these past few years and I hope you enjoy my content. So through this podcast, I hope to use the many books I have read throughout these past few years and continue to read to illustrate and provide insights for everyone. I feel like books are such a good source of knowledge because each author uses the sum of their experiences in their life to create a refined product for us to read and learn from. And by reading, we get the benefits and knowledge of someone's many years of life into a few hundred pages. So I hope to analyze books I've read, providing a review of the book and a breakdown of many important points that each author talks about through this podcast. So I hope you enjoy. So the first book I want to review and analyze is The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. So Ryan Holiday is a writer and media strategist who apprenticed under Robert Greene and he's who is one of my all-time favorite authors. And he's created a marketing career through top brands and many other authors and has written many books such as The Obstacle is the Way and a lot of Ryan Holiday's content is based on this idea of Stoicism, an ancient Greek school of philosophy. And so some points to describe a very rough introduction to Stoicism is that virtue, the highest good, is based on knowledge. The wise live in harmony with reason that governs nature. And then so one common definition you may have heard more of is that Stoics are different to the like the variations of fortune, of pleasure and pain. And to be stoic is to be is to be so unaffected by the world around you that you just live accordingly. And so I'm gonna go into the obstacle is the way. And so there are three parts of this book that Ryan Holiday talks about. And so I'm gonna delve into the first part, which is perception. Before that, I'm gonna do a little introduction into the overall basis of the obstacle is the way. So the whole idea behind this is that our actions may be impeded, but there can be no way our intentions or ways of looking at something can be. It's the idea that whatever stands in our way must become the way. Whatever stops our action must advance the action. It's a little bit hard to understand initially, but throughout these, throughout this episode and the next few episodes, I hope to illuminate more of what this means. So the idea is that the best of individuals transform what defi- what makes them weak, in quotes, into strength. They turn every single thing that lies in their way into an advantage. And so a lot of problems, they come from too much coming at us, making us soft and untitled and scared of conflict. So there's a way through this obstacle. And those this is going to define the first three episodes. The first episode is about perception. And the whole idea of perception is to prevent ourselves from being overwhelmed. We must learn to limit our the passion we feel and how much control this passion has over our lives. It's not meant to cull it completely or cut it out completely, but rather to understand and see it for what it is. It's to turn away these bad, these bad perceptions or illusions of reality and separate what is reliable from unreliable and getting a more objective view of what reality is. So Ryan Holiday, through his pot, through his book, breaks down in 10 steps everything that um, pretty much we need to look at to understand what perception is. So the first step is the idea of the discipline of perception. 
So in this, the idea of perception is that what matters most is not necessarily the obstacles themselves, but how we see them, how we visualize the problems that enter our life, how we react, and what we do in response to them. So perception is about understanding. It's about visualizing. It's about seeing things for what they are, as opposed to what we'd like them to be or what they present themselves in our subjective view. So there's really, with problems and everything, there's really nothing. The problem itself doesn't make us feel that way. We choose to give in to the problem making us feel that way. It sounds very convoluted. It pretty much means that um, it's not necessarily the problem that causes our reaction, but it's our preconditions and our own emotions and thoughts that cause a reaction. And so it seems like a very minor distinction, but it's an important one to make. The idea of having discipline in your perception allows you to see the advantage in each impediment or obstacle and allows you to objectively visualize a proper way to go about addressing the obstacle or the problem that lies in your way. And so once you've kind of understood this idea of the discipline of perception, the next thing to understand is to recognize your own strength, your own ability, and your own power. So as I said before, we make the decision of how we see each situation and we decide if we're going to break under the situation or if we're going to resist. And obviously this does not mean that it is like impossible and it's such a bad thing to break sometimes because certain problems require us to, certain problems are of a higher magnitude than others and certain ones require or will cause us to break. And that is a whole different topic entirely about rebuilding. But the whole idea of recognizing your power is that things, problems can label us. They can give us a sort of label or a name or recognition, but they cannot control our reactions. So it's also important to realize that just because you do not have a lot of power in a situation, that doesn't mean you're powerless. Situations by themselves are not negative or positive, but rather our judgment and perception which has been conceived by our past notions and ideologies is what makes them as such. Because there is a story and there is what we tell ourselves about the said story. And it's important to make the difference between those two, the objective reality and our subjective interpretation of the reality. This is not to belie our subjective interpretation, but rather to provide a new perspective on how we see it. And so what Ryan Holiday goes into a little bit more is after you've recognized your power, your strength, your ability of perception, it's important to study your nerves. Because what happens is we all have very lofty goals in whatever we want to accomplish or do for the most part. We have a vision of how our future is to be. And so with this vision, unfortunately, pressure and stress come with this vision. And so if we let it catch us off guard, certain things along our path will catch us off guard and throw us off balance. It's important to understand that we live in a society where talent is something that is sought after a lot, but more than that, it's grace and poise and the ability to stay calm under a situation, a matter of defiance and control and staying in power and steadying your nerves is what's more sought after. Because 
the issue with a lot of industries in society today is that replaceability is a high aspect. It's really easy for someone to replace another person, but it's important for you to stay calm and controlled so that you make yourself more irreplaceable. And it's important to understand that in almost all cases, there will be a counter move, there will be an escape. You just have to visualize it. So there's no reason to necessarily get too worked up about it. It's important to prioritize what's important and execute accordingly. Because in the end, if your nerves hold, if they do not bend or they do not break under the, the press, pressure or stress, nothing happens in terms of perception because your perception made it sure, made sure of it, that nothing of consequence occurred. So once you've seen perception with the discipline, you've recognized your power and studied your nerves a little bit, the next thing you want to do is to tamper and control the emotional outburst or response you may initially have. So the thing with uncertainty and fear is that these, these plagues, these parasites in your mind are relieved by authority of yourself, authority of perception. So having a calm sense of perception, a calm equanimity comes with the loss of this parasitic uncertainty and fear. These unhelpful emotions that don't have any positive effects on our life. So it's important to see that and if an emotion cannot change the condition of a situation, more likely than not, it is an unhelpful one. It doesn't mean that you should repress it, put it in a box and shove it to a vast recess in your mind or consciousness, but rather channel it and control it. It's important to ask yourself this question. Does what happened keep you from acting in your best possible self? Does it keep you from acting with justice, with self-control, with humility, with straightforwardness? And more often than not, this answer is going to be no, or it will become no after a certain set of time. And so this kind of leads in, this controlling of emotions leads into the objective view that perception requires you to undertake. So remember, the one thing that Holiday says is that the perceiving eye is strong, but the observing eye is stronger. So the perceiving eye is the eye that looks at a situation in terms of what happens and what our reaction and preconditions cause us to feel. But the observing eye is the one that looks at it from a straightforward, objective fact-based situational perception. One thing that you should do is strip away all the extra fittings you add to a situation and look at it in the lens of objective reality. So the best way you can do this is look at it from a third person view. So the one difference is that I'm sure many of you may have had this, but when someone tries, when someone tells you about a situation or tells them about something that happens to them, and you provide a situation or like a, a situation or like an answer to their problems, you are doing this in the lens of more objectivity. You are doing this in the lens of stripping away the emotion or that they may feel because there not, may not be an ability to convey it as much or there may not be an ability to see it from your lens. You only see the objective facts of the situation, understand their perspective of it, and you're able to provide the answer that doesn't 
like that isn't that isn't tangled up in this web of emotions. So why not do that for your own self? Why not take the situation and then look at it from a third person objective standpoint and have them their answer you would give to them be the way you would go about finding your solution. And so this goes with altering your perspective. So as perception and perspective are synonyms, it's important to see that when you can break apart a situation and look at it from a different angle, it loses the, the emotions lose their power over you. You have to take your perspective and then zoom out, kind of look at it and see what will keep you most calm and ready for what is at hand. You have to shrink away and try to not cut away in terms of repress, but rather channel and control those things that have the ability to destabilize you and allow them to be channeled properly. Remember, perspective has context. So one thing I've known for a good bit of time and one thing I've always visualized reality as in is say something happens to me that throws me off, something that I don't like, something someone says, something someone does, it's always important to perceive it in this way. Are, am I going to remember this in one week? Is it going to be something of dire importance that is going to cause me to remember this in one week or more? And if the answer is no, why worry about it right now? And if the answer is yes, then there will be a solution. There will be an actionable item that you can do in order to address the situation then. And so the question that comes is sometimes it's not up to you. So is it really up to you? And so this comes with addressing obstacles. This comes with addressing what you can control. So one thing that is said in the philosophy of Stoicism is that you have to accept what you cannot change. You have to give yourself the courage to change what you can change and to know what you can control and what you can't control and leave the things you cannot control to where they are, out of your power and out of your control. And spending time invested in this uncontrollable situation will only cause mental harm to your own self. If you focus on what we control, our power magnifies significantly. And so now that you've kind of gotten a sense of objectivity, perspective, how much you can control, what you should control, what you should study, and the overall idea of perception, the next thing that comes up is living in the present moment. So we are so caught up based on our past, based on what our future is going to hold, that we forget to live in the present moment. We visualize something as me. We visualize something as fair, based on what our biases inform. And so we spend so much time thinking about what they mean, we don't deal with the actual problems themselves. A lot of people start from a disadvantaged situation and they survive by worrying primarily and precisely about the moment, not about the past that they have gone through, well, but they use it to inform their present, nor about the future that is in front of them, not about the monsters they will deal with in the future. That is not to say disregard the past and disregard the future and only live in the present. 
rather to use your past to inform your present and to use the goals you have in the present to inform your future, but not to spend so much time sunk in them that you forget about the present moment. So this comes with the idea of ignoring what something represents, what it means. I think there is a time and place for that in hindsight for you to parse through and understand it. But I think you should live in the present moment and do what you must not think about what it means or what it represents. And this leads into the idea of thinking differently. So reality is, is your own visualization is through your own lens and is through your own past. And so there are societal rules and there are societal compromises that people are taught as children that generally stand true. And so our perceptions will determine what and what we are not capable of. And that determines our reality itself. Say for instance, you're in a situation or you're, you're trying to set up a work week for yourself, right? Your perceptions and your preconditions have said that if I work eight hours a day, if I finish my nine to five job and I come back home, I am done for the day because that is my perception of what reality is. And that is my ideology of what reality is. And so the first judgments, the first fears when you try to think differently come from fear. They come from the, oh no, am I going to change so much that I'm going to become a different person? Am I going to, like, what am I challenging? Like, is this all good? Am I doing the right thing? And these are all vested in fear. So this leads to the idea that our best ideas come from our stresses. They come from the opportunities we're given. They come from the tests that are being presented in front of us that challenge our preconceptions, our conventional wisdom, our views of what reality is. And so it's important to find these opportunities that will allow you to test yourself, these opportunities, meeting these obstacles, to find these opportunities and obstacles to test your will, to test your power, to test your might, to test your objectivity. It's one thing to not be overwhelmed by obstacles and discourage them or put them away. But it's something else to control them. It's something else to channel them. It's something else to let it come and accept it and push it outward. And once you have controlled this, the mental flip that you make when you understood when you understand every single obstacle is an opportunity will change the way you perceive everything around you. It makes you see that blessings and burdens are not two separate concepts. They are inherently linked because all you have to do is just think about certain journeys you've been through, certain things that have defined you or have changed parts of you and how much for the most part you see them as positives. Obviously, I'm not saying that every single thing is a positive thing that like, like they're only roses and like, and like just flowers everywhere you're walking, frolicking in the woods. But it's to perceive something as character defining and character building. You will find a gift of great benefit in something that you didn't know before. It becomes an opportunity to grow and improve yourself more than something to wallow in and attach emotion to. Like, when I say this, it's not meant to be like, you must shatter all emotion. You must get rid of everything that is like causing you to feel any sort of emotion. It's rather allowing yourself to feel those emotions, accept them, 
integrate them and channel them, not wallow in them. And if you do this, you will be able to find the great benefit, the gifts, the opportunities and the happiness in everything that you do. And so now the truth kind of altered your perception. The next step, which will be covered more in the next podcast, is preparing to act. Because once you see the world for what it is, the next step, the next actionable step is to act. You must embrace the obstacles that come along your way because we have to accept the risk and act. We must calculate and accept the risk and act. It's not out of this heroic individualism or this rugged individualism, something I believe is an inherent fault in this society, but rather it's not an attempt to defy the odds and work outside the system or try to find some sort of way out of the system for you to achieve your goal, but rather a way for you to understand the risks, calculate them and accept them and jump forward regardless. It's not an emotional based jump that is reactionary, but rather a very well thought out decision based on our real perceptions of objectivity of the obstacle and then the acts that comes after. Thank you so much for listening to the first podcast of Mastery the Minds, and I hope to see you next week for episode two, where we will cover part two of The Obstacle is the Way, action. Thank you for listening, and if you'd like to hear more content, drop me a follow, and I hope to see you next week. Thank you.